Joining us now on the program, our good friend Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer, here to hang out with us for the next little bit. Ferg, how you doing? How was your weekend? How was Father's Day? How was uh, how are things for you, man? Yeah, things are doing pretty well. Can't complain. Uh, it's been a pretty busy weekend. It's going to be a pretty busy week, so a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, no doubt about that. I mean, we're certainly excited uh, to see this College World Series run continue for the Auburn Tigers, and I know that you've been just like everyone else, kind of watching and following it as it goes along. And uh, Man, what a comeback win yesterday for Auburn. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's very kind of like typical Auburn this year um, when it seems like the bats aren't really doing much of anything. They can catch fire in, in a moment, and on top of that, on on uh, on the mound, I mean, the, the bullpen continues to be the most impressive thing about this team to me. Uh, and they they slammed the door and and you know, gave gave them a win. So, I mean, it, it's going to take really good pitching to beat a team like Arkansas tonight. I think it's going to take really good pitching to stay in this tournament. Uh, but you know, hey, Auburn went to Omaha and got a win. I haven't said that in, since '97. So. Uh, it's it's been a it's been a really successful season already for Auburn and uh, I think they've got the pitching to to keep them in it. It'll be interesting to see how that holds up tonight against Arkansas. Oh, I'm always one to advocate for your creativity and your humor that you've got on Twitter, Ferg, and it's fun to follow along when big moments are happening. But one in particular that stood out, we spotlighted it yesterday during the show, and I want to bring it up again. But at Jay Ferguson AU on Twitter, you threw out there that uh, you could drop Blake Burkhalter in the middle of a nuclear war and he'd still find a way to get an inning-ending strike out. I mean, that guy just comes in and gets the job done yeah no he's, he's been one of the best relief pitchers i've seen in quite some time um you know at, at any level i mean he just kind of nails when he comes into the game um he uh he's got a ton of confidence uh, i think yesterday really showed there was a there was a shot from the umpire camera that shows kind of the cutter and the fastball what he can kind of do and just how how tough it's got to be to work with all that velocity and that movement um, if you're at the plate, and uh, yeah, he's he's excellent, and I think one of the one of the underrated parts of Game One, the loss to, to Ole Miss for Auburn, was that uh, you did get uh, you you really only you used only two pitchers that game, and so Burkhalter and the bullpen were were fresh uh, if they were needed against Stanford in an elimination game in a do or die setting, and you know that's what you need to hit him in for, and he's also one of those guys where it's like a lot of closers are really dominant. But they're only going to max out of probably about an inning. Maybe you can get like four or five outs, uh, but you know, not much more than that. I mean, he can go, he can go six, seven, eight outs, and 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 I think he's even got a couple of nine out outings this year. So like he he has done a really really good job of um, not only bringing it uh, at, at a high level, but it's somebody that you know you don't have to wait till the ninth inning. You don't have to wait till the last moment to roll him out there. Let's uh, let's shift gears a little bit. So Auburn baseball is going to play against Arkansas later today. Uh, they've got to win to keep their season going, as do the Razorbacks. We see Texas A&M right now. You've got Ole Miss in the mix. I mean, the SEC truly dominating baseball. But I want to shift to basketball. Coach Pearl was available to kind of preview the NBA draft. We're now two days away from that. What stood out from uh, any of Coach Pearl's comments today, Justin? Yeah, no, it's it just uh, you can tell how excited he is about what's happening with his program this week. The fact that Jabari is the odds-on favor to go one-one is, is is huge. I mean, not very many teams, not very many SEC teams can say they've had a number one overall pick. Um, I think there might only be three: uh, Kentucky, LSU, and Georgia. Uh, if, if there's other ones, I'm 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 blanking on them right now. Um, 
So, I mean, that in and of itself puts you in just this rare comp, uh, company as an SEC school to have a guy go 1-1. To get two first-rounders is something that, like, this this program has really never had. And so you can kind of chase that in the modern era. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see where Kessler goes. You can just tell how excited he was about this moment um, and what it means. And he's going to be the biggest cheerleader for his guys moving forward and um you know it's, it's going to be a special it's going to be a special next few days for auburn basketball because they're going to be firmly in the spotlight uh not only with with jabari but i think whenever walker goes off the board in the first round that'll be another round of just kind of kind of talking about them and, and what this team was and what they brought to the table seems like coach pearl was asked about the possibility of jabari going to the magic knowing that chuma okiki also plays on that roster and coach pearl said he feels like he could get a pretty good seat at some magic game which i think uh would probably be a safe bet for the head coach but then ferg i wanted to point out that coach pearl says he's going to be in las vegas going to check out some summer league action and it seems like this year uh, in summer league we're going to see several auburn tigers out there on various teams yeah, no Isaac Okoro, probably not because he's heading into year three. No Chumo Kiki, probably same same case for him. Um, but everybody else is pretty much going to be there. You would imagine Jabari Walker going to be there in some capacity uh, as first-round picks, uh, as rookies. Uh, but Jared Harpo will be there. They expect Bryce Brown to be there. Sharif Cooper, Jason Thor. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what those guys can do and kind of what the contract situations will be uh, for them moving forward. And then he even threw out there, which is kind of surprising to me, but now – now that I think about it, not not a ton. He threw out the possibility of Samir Dowdy uh, being a being a street guy uh, that gets picked up and, and plays summer league, and you know uh, he's he's done a really good job continuing his professional career, trying to continue to train to get a shot uh, to get into the G League or get get, get into the league. And um, you know Samir's a, a really fun dude that's going to uh, bring that kind of fight. Then I think he would be a really good summer league player. So yeah, just a ton of ton of Auburn guys going to be involved in in summer league in Vegas and um, you know that's that it just sells itself it just kind of shows you the progression of the program where you know you have guys that are playing actually playing in the NBA they're not just taking roster spots and not just you know you know riding the bench in the G League or anything like that um, you know guys like Jared guys like Bryce are playing Tarif JT play actually playing in the league um, and, uh, and you know, that they still have a couple of guys that, you know, could be on the fringes and, and, and trying to build their way back up. Um, so it's not just the elite, elite prospects. They're not the elite, the first rounders. It's, it's some of these other guys that uh, aren't flaming out quickly. They're, they're getting into the league and they're sticking around for a while. And, of course, Ferg, this comes on the heels of, of the NBA crowning uh, another champion, the Golden State Warriors, last week, and uh, not this not being a question about them, although we could talk about them, uh, I'm sure, for a long period of time. But just how crazy is it that this is the way the the league calendar works? That uh, for teams that make deep playoff runs, they've got to turn right around and start thinking about next year, literally the week after, and and just what the NBA has done in terms of the summer league and draft and free agency and, and to really making this a, a year round sport. Yeah, no, I think it's smart because, you know, uh, the NBA is like the NFL. The NFL is a year-round sport. I think the NBA is, is right up there with it. Um, you know, I kind of see the parallels kind of with, with Auburn, right? You know, for a while, is if Auburn football is a year-round sport. You're always talking about it. You're always, you know, thinking about it. There's always stuff being said or written about it. Um, Auburn basketball has gotten that way, too, um, because of just the success that Bruce Pearl and, 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 and this program has had here in the last few years. I think the NBA – as it continues to explode in popularity, as it continues to be, you know, I think, I don't know if this is still stands, but I, I thought, I think there was a stretch there where it was like for 
you know, the younger generation, it was the most popular sport in America. Uh, it, it, like in some demographics, it beats out the NFL. And so to be a year-round sport, I mean, yeah, they, there's constantly stuff. It's, it's, it's entertaining. It's a sport that, you know, I think, unlike football, just with it being indoors, you could play it, you know, all the time. There's, so there's always opportunities to train and, and, uh, and play. It's not as rigorous on the body, so guys can have, you know, there's a lot more to the season and there's a lot more to kind of the preparation in the preseason. But, yeah, this is a pure year-round sport. And um, so I, I, it, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I love the NBA draft. It's one of my favorite nights of the year just because, you know, I like drafts, even though I think they're like – even though I think they're like unfair concepts, um, you know, but I, I like the strategy and all that that goes into it. Uh, the NFL draft is fun, but it's really long, and you know, you gotta you lose its luster after the first couple of days. The NBA draft's just like, hey, we're gonna condense it into one night, two rounds, just just pure, just you know, a lot of movement happens here because it's not just the guys that are being picked. You'll start, you'll see some trades, you'll see some movement from other teams. Um, trying to line up what their futures are going to look like heading into free agency. So uh, it, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. And, and uh, you know, I like this little setup of you get the finals and then, boom, we're going to go right into draft season. And, Ferg, we got 58 picks coming our way on Thursday, not the traditional 60. Those two picks are really going to save us a hell of a lot of time come Thursday night, which is going to be uh, which is going to be exciting. All right, Justin Ferguson's here with us from the Auburn Observer. Earlier today we saw a newsletter go out about Landon King. What intrigues you most about him? What made you want to write the story? Yeah, no, Landon King is really interesting. I think if you look at some advanced stats like EPA or uh, you know efficiency kind of kind of numbers for for players, Landon had it was really high up there last season for Auburn. Now he only had seven targets, which you know makes it that way. It's a small sample size, but even other guys that were small sample size dudes just didn't have the kind of impact that he did. Felt like every time he caught the ball, it was a big play. It was either a first down or a touchdown. Um, you know, he had that really good touchdown catch in the spring game. And he's such an intriguing player because Auburn has kind of pointed out, like, hey, we're going to use him. We don't really know what to call him. He, he's a wide receiver, but he's also kind of a tight end. I think he's a big slot guy that you can sometimes put out to the X, uh, you know, go one-on-one with him. I see very similar. Uh, I see a lot of similarities kind of positionally between him and Sal Canella, just kind of how Auburn can use him uh, you know, strategically. Um, so he'll, he'll be an interesting case. I don't know if he's a guy that necessarily is going to get, like, eight, nine, ten targets a game. Uh, but he might be a guy that can give you a few catches a game but be very impactful in the red zone and on third downs and stuff like that where he can be a matchup problem. Uh, He's a really good player. Uh, And I think last season, you know, Auburn did not play very many true freshmen. I think only two two went past the redshirt mark last year, something I wrote about last week, him and Jarquez Hunter. So, like, to get that kind of confidence, that kind of faith from the coaching staff at a position group where there was a lot of guys coming back at tight end, the ability for him to move around and do some different things is going to be a lot of fun to watch. And so, again, I think he's kind of like, kind of like how what JJ Pegues kind of was when he was on offense for a while. Yeah. You're not necessarily building the whole thing around him, but like he might be able to be a guy that, well, when he hit the ball thrown his way, you know, or the play comes to him every few times a game, uh, it can be pretty impactful. What's the schedule look like for the rest of the week with the Auburn Observer? Yeah, so we're going to have a. Uh, preview podcast we're going to preview the nba draft that's going to come out on thursday i'm gonna have a newsletter tomorrow on the draft um uh tomorrow morning uh and then uh we'll see about friday we'll either do draft stuff or mailbag depending on how many questions i get um but it might it might be draft oriented so yeah you can check that all out at the observer auburnobserver.com it's six dollars a month or sixty dollars a year or you can uh 
give us a, uh, a free trial. Um, you can check out our podcast from earlier this week uh, for free. Just search Auburn Observer or listen to podcasts. But if you do subscribe, you get the bonus podcast, our draft podcast later in the week, and then all the newsletters get sent straight to your inbox. Uh, most weekday mornings around 6 a.m. Central Time. Are you still seeing growth with the Auburn Observer, Ferg? Let's give some love to the people that are supporting you there. Are you still seeing a, a good number push? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's a time of year where, uh, I mean, to be honest, we, we've, we've lost some folks, but it's not necessarily like, you know, oh, well, you know, people aren't saying like, oh, this sucks now, but it's more of like, hey, you know, it's the off season, you know, I'll be back later in the year or, you know, kind of sign some things up financially, but we haven't lost a ton. We're still getting some new uh, uh, new folks, so, uh, I mean, the vast, vast majority, I think it's like 97 or 98% of the people who, who have subscribed to us and stayed on board, which we appreciate all of them, and yeah, it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, uh, I get, uh, you know, I, I make my living writing about sports. Like, I know not everybody can, I know not, you know, I know it's not the most, like, important purchase you can make, so, um, you know, the folks who have who have kind of dropped off here in the in the off season? I get it. You know, hopefully you'll be back during football basketball season. Uh, but I, shout out to all of you who were listening, who subscribed to the Observer, who um, have stayed on board with us, have been trying to keep up, you know, with football and basketball newsletters, trying to continue to give you some interesting stuff to read about and listen uh, with the podcast. And uh, so, so a ton of you guys. Continue to stay on board during the dog days of summer, and, and that means a lot to me. I could not recommend it more. It's one of my favorite things to read each and every morning. And uh, yeah, join the Auburn Observer community. It's great stuff there from Ferg. All right, uh, this question would not be answered in your mailbag, so I'm going to answer it now. Uh, the Thunder Chickens get set to open up their second season of operation and existence tonight. Got a couple of games on the docket. Last year, Ferg, you gave us a preseason speech. You said, uh, I went back and listened, I did my research. To what did Ferg say before last year? And you just said, don't get embarrassed. Uh, yeah. is, are you going for a similar message here this season? Yeah, that's the goal. I, I think that I think that's the goal. I think, a good goal <laughs> I think a good goal for you guys tonight would be, hey, you got a doubleheader. And, um, you know, don't lose both games by double digits. I think if you can keep it a single digits, um, you know, in at least one of them, that's got to be, like be, be considered a success. A slow build, you know, it's a slow build. I'm motivated. I'm motivated, and, uh, yeah, we'll let you know how it goes. Ferk, appreciate the time as always. We'll catch up soon, okay? Yep, see you guys.